oh, you should have seen the mood on my cousin. He was a happy guy, and then the Jets came on, and then he was a miserable sow for the rest of the day. Honest. And, and I, I can't blame him. I don't know how good a coach he's going to be. Are we starting the show, by the way? I think we already did. Oh, okay. I don't know how good he's going to be. I mean, who watches? Where the hell is he coming? Duke. Duke. Who watches who, Duke, Duke football? He did. He. I mean, to give the dude credit where credit may be due, he did turn that program around. That's he a did. lot of dudes. But but he was but he was DC at A and M from eighteen to twenty one. That I, makes him I, an Aggie. I, yeah, yeah, but, but how did he do? Years? How did they do? Were they? No, I don't remember. Yes. Their, no, they were a wrecking crew. Yes, they were good. They had they were a very good defensive team at that point. But uh, again, you listen to Aggies and and how many times? And I've listened to all, not a lot of it, but I've read a lot of this stuff over the last couple of days because I was really into this, uh, thinking Jeff Treller was going to be the guy. And then when you find out that Jeff Treller wasn't the guy, he was at least third on the depth chart. Makes you wonder. What the hell are they doing up there? And the, the problem is they don't know what they're doing. I mean, they signed. They had Mark Stoops. As somebody put it, they were walking down the aisle with Mark Stoops. And then somebody got a hold of the contract and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to pay Mark Stoops the same amount of money we just paid an outsider. And then we have to pay to get rid of him. There is no way we're going to pay that kind of money to an outsider. Let's get an Aggie in here. And so they went out and, and got... Uh, Got the other guy, and that's that's where they're at. But and imagine Jeff Trailer was at least third on this list. That's outrageous to me. Do you feel like that sort of nepotism is unique to A and M? Because I feel like that happens all over the place. I mean, look at St. John's in in college basketball. They refuse to hire anybody who doesn't have an immediate St. John's connection, right? Like, th this has been year after year. Georgetown University in college basketball. They've got to have a Hoya. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Well, the, I, I think the the problem with that is, is that you, is you're, you're looking for a guy that's going to stay no matter what. Because that's a big problem in, in college sports is you get a coach, you hire a guy, and then five years down the road, he's out of there. Yeah, he does a you better wanna, deal on you. Yeah, so you want to get a guy that went to Georgetown. You want to get a guy that graduated from UTSA or was an Aggie that is has some loyalty to the school because the coaches don't have any loyalty. So but, I think that's what they're looking for. But nobody has loyalty when you're offered more money and better perks. I sort of agree. If you're Texas A&M, I don't think you have to worry about the loyalty thing. You're already in the SEC. Right, you're but already... that's on a different level. Most schools aren't on the Aggie level. That you know, you're talking about a handful. You're talking about you know twenty, twenty-five schools that is going to be able to keep their coach no matter what. Do Aggies seem happy about this to you? They, the they Aggies seem, in your world? They are thrilled. Yeah. So they're thrilled with a guy. He Admittedly, he did turn around Duke. I'll give him that. In 18, they were 9-4. and four. In 19, they were 8-5. and five. In 2020, they were one win away from something, but they lost a big game, and they ended second in the West. They're mediocre. Exactly. Texas A&M is land of mediocrity. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I, like I said, they want to go back to R.C. Slocum years. <coughs> and what, is that, what did that man ever win? He never won anything. That school has never won anything. Have they won it? I mean, what did they win? A track and field championship at some point? Ladies softball? John they David Crow. John David Crow. We're going I, back to the 50s. 
they they don't know what it is to win, and they don't know how to do it. They need they need a guy up there that has won something that's a champion. You know, it's like it's like you know in professional sports, you need to go sign a free agent that's won a championship and to show your team how to get it done and what it takes to win a title. You, and they don't have anybody in Aggie. Do Land. you know what has happened since the last time the A and M's have won a national? A and M has won a national championship. How much? Uh, the dinosaurs died. The Challenger has blown up. Yeah. John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, we got out of Korea. <laughs> we exploded not only one, us? but two nuclear bombs. Oh. Yeah. And oh. Hitler was still in power. That's <laughs> and like a million people died of COVID. <laughs> Thanks for that, It's Bob. been a minute. 1939. <laughs> it has been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That And that... Um, just let me scroll this real quick. That is also their last undefeated season. Yeah. This yeah. will give you a clue into into Aggieland. Uh, so the AD said uh, yesterday that they researched every team to win the SEC championship and a national title, and these were the key factors. Defensive-minded head coach, championship-level culture, recruit and develop elite NFL-type talent, play great offense and score a lot of blah, blah, blah. We all know that, Mr. Elk, uh, Mr. York, whatever your name is. We know. You had to do research. That's the wacky thing about this. You had to do research about this? You could have asked me. You could have called me on the phone while What's it going to take to get a night? Let me tell you, while it's going to take championship-level culture there, Mr. E, are are these people kidding? They don't know what the hell they're doing at Aggieland. That's why they are mediocre. They'll always be mediocre. It was was just like Elko's welcoming speech where he's like, we're going to stand up for quality. We're going to be excellent in everything, in degrees, in on-campus activities, and in the 12th man. We're going to do it all. Okay. That's just like every head coach <laughs> I, introduction speech. Oh my god. What, we're going to play hard. We're going to be tougher than the next guy. What what I wish what I wish I could have done be- before the show was basically clip out the parts where he mentions Aggie and A&M and just like mad lib, you know, your college here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you could do that with every head coach interview or rather first game press conference, every, introductory press conference. Yeah. No, you could do that for everyone. By the <sighs> way, welcome to the unrestricted folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Post, game, post Thanksgiving, our first show. No Richie today. He's too busy at work. We understand. Uh, did you have a nice Thanksgiving, boys? I did not. Oh, God. I did not. Why? Well, we're not we're not big turkey people at the Pasaquita household. Uh, we have no family here other than the four of us. So, who cares? Okay. So, so Mrs. Pasaquita decided to book us a hotel room at Margaritaville on South Padre Island. Okay, cool. Which is fine. I don't mind driving, so I drive the five hours to get down there on Monday. And the weather was really nice. The, it was warm, 80 degrees. Uh, water's too cold yeah. to go into. Yeah. But the pool is nice and warm to go into because it's a heated pool outside. So it was nice. We had a drink out in the pool. It was good. Um, after, after Monday, it went to hell because the weather was awful. It rained most of the time we were there, and it was freaking cold. <laughs> and on top of that, you know, Here's the thing with being, whether you go to Port Aransas or you go to South Padre Island, you're going to spend a shitload of money on food. You got, there's no choice. Yep. You could go any, and you know, you can go either to the best quote unquote restaurants or you can go to, uh, you know, uh, the biggest chain restaurant. You're going to pay with a family of four, you're going to pay over a hundred dollars for dinner every night. And 
especially if you go to a hotel that doesn't have uh, a kitchen in it, you're gonna you're gonna have to buy breakfast, you're gonna buy lunch, and you're gonna buy dinner. And before you know it, you're out three hundred dollars a day just on meals, just on meals, and that's outrageous. Yeah, you, you can't. And if it's gonna be cold and rainy down there, and you can't enjoy the beach and you can't enjoy the pool, what's the what's the purpose? I could have told you not to make that trip. I'm so sorry. We drove back on Wednesday. Yeah, cut it short. Yep, we certainly uh, absolutely did. Okay, River City Refuels. River City Refuels is a they vending re-upped. Machine. Yes, they did. We we love the owner of River City Refuels. They refueled themselves. Thank you, Mr. Henry. Uh, this is a vending machine for your business. So you think about it. Well, who has vending machines anymore? Well, if you've got good vending machines that have good quality products in them, you'll want one of these. Whether you're an apartment complex, you're an office building, you're a... Uh, you know who's got a lot of these vending machines? It's car dealerships. Yeah. Get new ones. Get in touch with my guy, 630-5973, 630-5973. And the vending machines are put in with quality products that you want. Not what they want, it's what you want. You want donuts in there? Absolutely. Ramen noodles sure you want to put parliament lights in there by all means put your cigarettes in there whatever you want it's tailored to you and your employees tastes and likes it's cashless it's perfect they stock the machine you don't have to do anything but just enjoy it 210-630-5973-630-5973 this is a local company river city refuels see i'm surprised you had such a bad thanksgiving because there was great sports on it seemed inundated from essentially Thursday on. I mean, you had the first Black Friday game of all time, which was your Jets, which... Friday was terrific. It was a great sports day with the Jets. You had UTSA going. You had the Spurs at nighttime. You had... Uh, what else? You had something else. What what, what the hell am I forgetting? Uh, whatever it was. But it was from it was from morning to night. Yep. Nothing great, great sports, at least for me personally, because it was teams I root for. So And Saturday was incredible. Yeah. Saturday Sunday was NFL incredible. was really competitive. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty doggone great sports weekend. Now, I'll admit to you that on Thanksgiving Day, I did not have much of a chance to tune into as much football as I would have liked, because much like you, some people in, in my family are not turkey people. So I did uh, basically a brisket, a Wagyu butt. Okay. okay, so I smoked that thing. I was out on the smoker for, I don't know, better part of three hours. So I wasn't in, nice. able to uh, take in as much. And by the way, brisket, so much better than turkey. Okay? I would agree with that. It's just a better, it's a better experience. But I don't know how to cook it. I don't know how to... Uh, I'll teach you. It's easy. I don't know how to cut the meat that's, um, you know, when it comes... From the supermarket, because you gotta, you gotta you do gotta some. Trim it. You gotta trim it. You gotta trim it properly. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up with a piece of crap. Uh, and then on top of that, you gotta cut it in the right way. Otherwise, you're chewing a piece of leather. Um, I can teach you how to do this. It's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. But I always wanted to put brisket on the food truck and make brisket sandwiches. I've tried to get people to make it for me. But the problem with brisket is it's freaking expensive. By the time you get your piece of meat and cut it all down. Uh, and then you get, the, obviously, all the shrinkage that comes with sure. cooking a brisket. Uh, you lose a lot of product there. And before you know it, you're paying, you know, $15 a pound for a for brisket. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. expensive. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Cowboys took care of business. Spurs had some interesting stuff. Yep. The Texans on Sunday looked plucky again. Plucky? Oh, yeah. What does that mean, plucky? Plucky to me means, like, that's a dangerous team. Yes. I don't think I want to play them 
And they played Jacksonville, who might be the best team in their conference. They're competing to be the best team in their conference. And Houston damn near had them. Conference or division? Conference. Yeah, I don't think so. I disagree with him. What? I'm really? They're tied for first in their conference, boys and girls. They might, they might be, but I, I didn't see. I, I don't think they. I don't think they're the best in the AFC. Okay, I'm not, I'm not just because someone has a better record doesn't mean they're a good or better team. Does that apply to college football for you? It might. Yeah, it might. Okay, they're not even the best team in their own state. Don't think so. No. I think Miami. Miami. Okay. Yeah, have they? But again, you know, they may have already played each other, and Jacksonville beat them twenty-five uh, to nothing. Uh, I don't know. So, okay, I got. I, I got. From a, what I've seen, I got a couple stories to tell you. One about watching the Jets game with a diehard Jets fan, and how <laughs> sad that was. And also, I went to the UT Texas Tech game on Friday night, which okay. was an incredible atmosphere. That was the other game I was thinking of Friday. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, where do we start this thing? I think we have to start with the weirdest thing that happened in the sports world over the last four days, and that was Coach Pop. Yep. Taking to the microphone in the second quarter of the Spurs-Clippers game to basically tell Spurs fans to be classy and stop booing Kawhi Leonard. What was your immediate reaction? Because as I was watching this game and the volume was kind of down, and then I realized that Coach Pop was on the mic, and I turned it up, and I was, what the hell is going on in this game? I can honestly say I don't remember that ever happening, except for one time I, was it Sam Weish was the head coach of the, of the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, and, and people throwing stuff on the field. Were, yes, yeah. and he said, you're not from Cleveland. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I sure and do. They went, yeah. And he just incited them further, essentially. But I've essentially never seen that happen. Uh, Your I, reaction. I was not watching the game, but as always, if I'm sitting watching a sporting event, I'm in front of the I'm in front of social media. So I go, huh? What the hell is this? Wow! Holy! Oh my goodness! I couldn't believe he did it. So I go back and I, I watch the whole replay and saw the whole thing, and I was uh, I, I, I flabbergasted, shocked, um, all those kind of things, and he's dead wrong. And there's, there's no other way to say it. Uh, and then for him to go out and, and double down on it the next day was uh, appalling to me. I, I was I was sure that he would come out and apologize the next day because he was so he is so wrong. It's not even funny. It's it, and listen, I've I've been a Coach Pop fan forever. Um, and he always gave me shit. And I think it was. I think it was an affectionate kind of way in giving me shit over the years of covering the team. But uh, he, what he did that night was just unforgivable. And unwilling later to admit a mistake. And yeah. it's very rare. Double that, down on it. It's very rare that you and I agree through and through. But I think on this we might. Because here's the thing with Pop. I realize that he wants to be the spokesman of taking the higher ground in all things. That's his deal. And I also realize that what he has become is a statesman for the league and a statesman for the players. You watch Coach Pop on the sideline during games, getting hugs from the other team, from their players, the respect that he garners from sure. around the league. And I think that you know his political thoughts have helped him gain a lot of traction with a lot of guys in the league. And I think Agree. That, 
And I think this may have been another attempt by him to gain more respect among the players. And here's the thing, Pop. You can't put the players above your fans. And that's exactly what he did. He forgot for an instant that, you know what? We were jilted by Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was supposed to be the cornerstone of our franchise. He was supposed to be the next superstar that begat David Robinson and Tim Duncan. He was supposed to be that guy. He was the guy that the Spurs grew from a talented, but, you know, he had his shortcomings, guy coming out of San Diego, right? He was supposed to be. But he's been gone for a long time. I think Pop just got to a point where he said, enough is enough. Tough mm-hmm. shit. I will decide you. when enough is enough. That's exciting. The, because, I mean, has Kawhi Leonard come out and ever apologize to the fans of San Antonio? Absolutely not. That's what I said. Uh, you know, Coach Papa said, uh, admonishing the fans, why don't you go to your boy Kawhi Leonard and make him apologize to the fans of San Antonio? Being you always have these little bromances out on the court at the end of the game with Kawhi Leonard. Go do that. Go convince him, hey, you know what? You should apologize. And then the, if, if Kawhi Leonard had apologized to the fans of San Antonio after he left, you know what? There, would be, there wouldn't be an issue. Walter, I don't need an apology, but I need an explanation from Kawhi Leonard. Because what Kawhi did, and let's not forget this, is he ran away from Spurs trainers. He hid from the Spurs training staff. He wouldn't allow himself to be evaluated so that he would increase his value on the trade market. Remember, if he had just said out loud, look, my knee's fine, the Spurs could have traded him for a Paul George type package. But instead, there was this mystery surrounding his leg and the Spurs were able only to get pennies on the dollar in that trade with Toronto. He he screwed his own organization, and there was— And his a, teammates. And his teammates, correct. Manu and Tony were in the in the locker room and confronted him one night and said, hey, are you in or are you out? That's right. They had to go that far. And and so, you know, when Pop yells at us for booing, why don't you, you know, go back to that time when this guy, Kawhi Leonard, screwed your franchise and your players and— And, and screwed his own trade value. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, let's not forget that. And I don't need an apology from Kawhi Leonard because I don't expect one. But an explanation for why the hell he ghosted us, which is what he did. Absolutely. I need an explanation. Did you just want to go home? Did Uncle Dennis fool you into thinking that the Clippers were the better place for you to be and that you had to get out of San Antonio? What happened? Yeah, he had come out and said that right from the start. Hey, I want to go home to Los Angeles. And listen, we all know, we don't, this, we don't need to go back in history, but we all know Kawhi Leonard didn't do this the right way. That's all there is to it. But, but, but Pop, I think, just had come to a decision that enough is enough, stop booing, that's the end of it. But he did a lot of things wrong here. First of all, he put his players in a terrible situation. You had Wemby having to talk about it at the end of the game. You had Sohan who had to talk about it. And Jeremy Sohan... 
has got it up on his plate, and then he had to come out and talk like an ass because he didn't know what he was talking about. He said, I think it was the right thing to do. You don't know what is going on in Kawhi's head. He has done so much for this organization, so there's no need to disrespect him like that. you got no idea what you're talking about, Jeremy. Shut up. And that was the bad situation that Pop put them in. And then you had a guy like Steve Kerr, and I like Steve Kerr an awful lot. Me too. And Steve Kerr has always been nice to me. Great guy. And one of the few guys that I ever dealt with with the Spurs that knew who I was. And so for Steve Kerr to come out and say booing should be selective, I think there should be a general rule that if a guy helps your franchise win a championship, he should never be booed in your building. Other people, fair game. Steve, you're out of touch. Did you not know what happened here? He ghosted our franchise. Our franchise player ghosted our team, ghosted our training staff. Like, I'm sorry, we're not over it, and we're not going to be over it. And Pop said to talk about the fans not being classy. And Pop, have you ever looked in the mirror when you're doing these freaking sideline interviews or doing a media session with any of us? Not classy. You're never classy. You're a prick. Yeah, true. And by the way, I love Pop, much like you. I love Pop, and I defend him Nine times out of ten. Not on this one, buddy. You can't. Sorry. You can't. He's wrong. And and again, like I said, you know, he doubled down on it uh, the next day. Let, and listen, kudos to Tom Orsborne from the Express News. Nobody covers the Spurs better than Tom Orsborne. It's, uh, it's a slam dunk. Uh, but Pop said, if he, uh, and Tom asked him, listen, you have any regrets about this? He said, absolutely not. It's pretty easy to understand. I listened to it for a while, and it just got louder and louder and uglier and uglier. And I felt sorry for him and was embarrassed for our city and our organization because that's not who we are. Well, that's fine for him to feel that way. It's not fine for him to take the mic. Not, sorry. Yeah, not in the middle of the game. At an after-game presser, I think that's the appropriate time to say something That's a good point, it. Bob. He could have waited till after the game and said, you know— Regretfully, we were booing him, and I think we're classier than that. Yeah, but but not in the middle of the that game. That would have been a that would have been before the pregame speech. He would have talked. He wouldn't. He doesn't normally talk about outside things after the game, but he'll talk about outside things before the game. He should have. If and, and and that's exactly what he should have done. If Pop wanted the booing to end, he should have. T- he should have uh, made that part of his pregame speech Got uh, out before the game and said, "Listen, uh, I want to send this message out to the Spurs fans." We appreciate your passion. We love that you that you're into the into the team and all that stuff. But I'm gonna, if you could please refrain from booing Kawhi Leonard. We understand, you know, things didn't, and blah 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 yeah, blah I mean, blah. I mean, and or, that, that might have silenced the thing and I mean, maybe put a thing to to yeah. uh, to, uh, to bed. It even better than that. We're focused on what's coming in front of us. We're not gonna pay any attention to what's behind us. Our journey, our future is bright. Just let it be that way. Yeah. It makes it all the more difficult when you're in the midst of a 12-game losing streak, and it seems like your coach is more concentrated on the feelings of a former player, an opponent, yeah. than the winning. And I have seen a number of Spurs fans say, if you're worried about Kawhi Leonard's feelings in that second quarter, you know what you're not paying attention to? The winning. Jer- the yes. name on you the left jersey. The door wide open. Yeah. And the name on the jersey of your top draft pick. Yeah, you screwed up Victor's name, for God's sakes. How does that happen? I don't know, but somebody probably lost their job, right? I guess. <coughs> I would think. One you had hope. one job. <laughs> but how did that how did that jersey change? Is that the first time they've worn that jersey this year? I don't know. I don't know. 
not sure. either. No, and 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 they had another one ready to right go. there. Yeah. So it looks like it may have just been that jersey, that particular jersey. Which my question was, who has it right now, and how much is it worth? That's a good question. <laughs> it's got to get to eBay somehow, right? Uh, what was the per- how much did his first jersey get? I don't know. Eight hundred thousand dollars in did an auction, really? right? Oh, something like that. Last. Was two weeks ago, whatever yeah, this, it was. This is going to still be Crazy that money. because that is the only one. <clears throat> one would hope. Do you have? Here's here's a question for you. And sure. I, I'm, I hope to I hope to goodness my son does not listen to this podcast. Uh, no, be, because it would destroy his golfing game. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. Hey, it feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm just sort of low energy today. Why? What's really? the matter with you? I got you? a cold. I got a cold. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. I don't have here. I don't have time for a, a energy drop off. The fucking the fucking food truck business has just gone into the fucking tank, so everything fucking sucks. I went out last night to a place that I've gone to half a dozen times. It's been okay, you know. Last night I did. I had two customers. That's terrible. It is sucks. It the weather. I don't know what it is. It could be the weather and the. And but the it's not like the time some, change. Uh, could be that too. Could be all of those things. Could be the holidays. Who the hell knows? Alignment of the planets. But nevertheless, so now I'm not making enough money. So now I gotta go take a second job. So I will be door dashing after today's show at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Understood. Understood. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. No. No fucking kidding. See what could be the weirdest thing I could order on DoorDash. I know, right? Get him over here. <sighs> a big dildo from Dildos or Us. See- the only thing that I would, you know, that I could do as a trick is just order something with like onions, just sliced onions. And, so it smells and run, like a car. And run exactly. <laughs> yeah. I did that the other night. I went to Burger Boy, and I don't get onions on anything. And I forgot to mention it. Uh, My car still looks smells like onions. Yeah, that's gonna last forever. <laughs> that sucks. I used to get. I would order Burger King because uh, Burger King was next to the radio station, and so I would throw the, you know, at the end of the. Finishing up your lunch, you throw the bag in the garbage right there, and that fucking bag and that garbage smelled for a week. Holy crap. <laughs> so oh. why is Rob Thompson full of shit? Because he, he's just, maybe he's not full of shit, but he's just stupid like an Aggie. Because okay. they're, all, they're all stupid. <laughs> like I was telling you. <clears throat> anyway. They all think that this is their, their savior, their messiah. I, I it certainly sounds that way, but again, it's going. It, they all they all want to go back to the RC Slocum years, and and what did that guy ever win? He didn't win anything. No, and they and you know and, and they catch themselves as they're saying, you know, we want to go back to the RC Slocum years, you know, and he, you know, and winning Big Twelve titles, well, at least competing for Big Twelve titles. <laughs> they catch themselves because then they realize while they're talking their bullshit that. That guy never won anything. He's never won anything. That school's never won anything. You know what they need up there? They need a winner up there. They need somebody to show them how to win. It's not because this they guy. don't know. It. This guy is a suit. 
I mean, I hate listening to all these college football coaches on their Who's entrance. Who's a suit? Inter- Elko? Yeah. I don't he, know if he, he is or isn't. A, well, I mean, he doesn't, he's not, doesn't wear a suit. He looks like a freaking tractor driver. No, I don't mean that. I mean... I wonder, would the state of Texas allow you to have a play called crap? No. Is that offensive? I think it's considered a curse word. By who? Crappy people. So, bastard? Definitely not. Bitch? <laughs> we just throw out curse words now? Son of a bitch? Well, I mean, if you said bitch and it was about your favorite female dog, I mean, that's accurate. 